How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to Critically Incorrect, episode 16. I am joined once again by Justin and Charlie, if you both wanted to say hi. Hello. And yeah, as always, I just want to quickly remind you, if you have any questions or topics, make sure to leave it in the comment section down below or in our Discord. But as always, let's start off with what we've been playing for the past week. Um, let's start with Charlie this week. How, what have you been playing for the past week or so? Um, so I think like the, the main new thing I played this week was the Outriders demo. Uh, it released the day we recorded last time and I hadn't really touched it. I think I'd literally opened up the game. Um, I have played through like the main missions and done a couple side things. I personally don't think it's that great. Um, I know a lot of people online are really enjoying it, which is great to see. Uh, but I probably won't be picking it up at launch. I'm not particularly excited about it at this point. I imagine it's going to be pretty cheap after launch, so I'll eventually play it, but I didn't think it was anything too special. Um, and then other than that, it's mainly been a lot of uh, COD Zombies. I've been playing the Outbreak mode pretty regularly, because um, it's just so much fun. Uh, I've also been speedrunning like the uh, the second map they released a few weeks back, uh, just because, again, that, that map is really good. I've been enjoying Zombies a lot, so... It's mainly been that, um, and just a few other games here and there. I I did hop back into Fortnite because they added like the alien skin and stuff, um, so I, I picked that up and played a little bit. But that's about it, really. Right on, Justin. Cool. Yeah. Uh, this week's. I mean, I've been pretty busy this week just because of midterms and stuff. But um, any chance I got to game, I was basically playing Call of Duty as well. Um, I I haven't played the zombies yet, which I do want to try. Um. But yeah, I've mainly only been doing uh, multiplayer with my friends. So um, yeah, some of the new maps are cool. Uh, I, yeah, I definitely do want to get into the zombies because uh, I saw some gameplay. It looks like really fun. Um, I'm, that's Honestly, I think that's about it, to be honest. I haven't really played anything else. Um, I pre-ordered It Takes Two. <laughs> that's, like, that's about it, really. So yeah. Nice, nice. I actually played a decent amount compared to my past few weeks. Um, like always, I've been playing um, a bit of Animal Crossing about like every day. I've been just trying to make progress on that. I don't know. Kind of been getting back into it, but not really. Like maybe I played like a total of like an hour in the last week or so, um, just through like short sessions. Um, this week we saw the PS Plus games come out, and the one for the PS Five. It's like a little puzzle game. I think it's called what Marquette or Maquette. Um, not sure how to pronounce that, but I was essentially gonna start that up, and then. You know, I was like, you know what game that I have that I haven't finished is The Witness. So I ended up playing The Witness instead. So I'm like, a, I want to say two hours into The Witness. I've been starting that up again. It's really good. I got through, I want to say, like nearly half of it on the PS4, but I never finished it. Um, it's a really good puzzle game. So I'm really enjoying my time going back to that game. And this time, hopefully, I'll be able to finish it. Um, so yeah, definitely one of my favorite games. Even though I didn't finish it, like the puzzles are insane. <laughs> It's like really, really satisfying to solve them. Um, besides that, surprise, surprise, I actually been playing a bit of COD as well. Um, I tried out the new Outbreak mode um, with a friend of mine and Charlie as well. Um, definitely very fun. I actually think it was probably one of my favorite experiences in co-op in recent memories. It was definitely very fun. So hopefully I'll be, you know, playing more of that in the weeks to come and going and trying the other modes and zombies. But yeah, definitely a really cool mode there. Um, besides that. Nothing really. I'm about to play Bloodborne with Zach like, right after this podcast, so I'm sure that will be added for next week. But really, I want to say that's about it. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. If it is something else, it's probably something I played maybe for like 15 minutes or something. So, yeah, with that being said, I guess let's get into the releases that come out this week. Um, as I guess I'll kind of mention the PS Plus games here because technically that kind of counts for this. Um, so we recorded the episode last week on a Thursday, literally the next day, Sony decided to announce the PS Plus games, of course. Um, what we have this week is going to be Final Fantasy VII Remake, that's for PS4. Interestingly enough, if you do get it for PS Plus and you have that license, you're not going to be able to be, you know, eligible for an upgrade, um, a free upgrade at least, um, come in June. So you're going to have to buy Intergrade, which is the, um, essentially the PS5 edition of the game. Um, separately if you want those enhancements in the episode. But nonetheless, if you have a PS4 or just want to try out the game, definitely a really good game, considering it's like less than a year old. We also saw Remnants, um, Shadow of the Ashes, I think it's called. Um, but yeah, Remnants is a pretty cool co-op game. Um, actually, I've been playing that as well. That's the one game I was forgetting. I played a bit of Remnants as well. 
Um, so that's also, you know, on PS4 and PS5. Farpoint, which is a really cool PSVR game, and Maquette, as I was alluding to earlier. So, yeah, Maquette's out this week. That's the one new release that was kind of like a day-and-date release on PS5 with PS Plus. Um, also, that came out this week is Yakuza Like a Dragon. That's for the PS5. I believe it was on Xbox um, for a few months now. That also came out. And um, PlayStation's doing the Play at Home initiative, kind of like what they did last year. I believe last year they gave like Uncharted the Nathan Drake collection. Um, this month you can pick up Ratchet and Clank. They also mentioned that they're going to be doing other games going forward, so this isn't the end. I know they teased like possibly adding some indie games in the months to come, so at least for the month of March. You don't even need to be a PS Plus member. You get Ratchet and Clank, which I think is a great game, especially considering that Rift Apart's only a few months away. So definitely go pick that up. Um, but yeah, with that being said, gaming news this week. We have to start with the biggest news of all. Dan McCants finally got a PlayStation 5. Let's Big go. news. Big news. Let's go. <laughs> there we go. I'm sure. I'm sure he's very happy. I believe he got it online, so he's still waiting for it to get shipped to his house. But nonetheless, very exciting news, and he will be joining us very shortly here. So, congrats to Dan. Um, another news: Sony actually decided to drop some, you know, new PSVR announcements, which is something I didn't expect considering with the news we got last week. Um, granted, a lot of these announcements weren't really that big. Essentially, it was just, I think, for like the course of three hours, every 30 minutes, they would drop either an update on a game already announced or announce a new game. Um, let me pull it up here. So they gave us um, the announcement of Doom 3 VR Edition, which is coming out pretty soon here. I want to say, Charlie, is that coming out in March or? Yeah, I think it's like the 25th, 26th of March. It's yeah, right so pretty cool announcement there. Um, yeah, definitely one I wasn't really expecting considering as well, but that does acquired by Microsoft, but nonetheless, very cool. Um, they also announced a new game, Song in the Smoke. Um, the developers of this, I believe, are 17-bit, yeah, and it looks pretty cool. I saw the trailer of it, definitely. The thing about this, like, all these games are getting announced for PSVR, but I just don't, like, the tech is outdated, so, like, I'm really hoping these games are backwards compatible for PSVR 2, um, but nonetheless, it's still cool to see these games get supported, so that was another new game announced. Um, I think the third game they announced there was Fract, which is actually created by End Dreams. These were the developers that made Phantom um, Covert Ops for the Quest, um, so definitely a really cool title there. This one is going to be exclusive to PSVR. It's coming out in summer despite being a winter game. <laughs> but yeah, it definitely looks really, really cool. I Expect You to Die 2 was a game announced in January. We got a new trailer for that. I believe that's still just slated for 2021. Um, there's a new um, MMO game that was announced there as well called Zenith. That's also coming to PSVR this year. And once again, we got an update on the creators of Arizona Sunshine's game after the fall. Um, currently, it has a summer 2021 window, which looks really fun. So really cool updates there just kind of you know feeding you know psvr users which is something i didn't expect considering the announcement we got last week i guess now looking back at it they probably had this planned and they didn't want to give this information out knowing that everyone was just going to reply saying where's the next headset so kind of smart there but um, definitely for those that are still using psvr some pretty cool announcements i know charlie you at least had some thoughts on like fract right so do you want yeah, to talk fract, a bit about uh, that i'm I'm really interested in. I'm just kind of annoyed that it's it's only PSVR. I I did tweet about it, um, and Endreams liked the tweet when I was like, I I'm sad this isn't on PC. I was like, maybe maybe they're teasing me, <laughs> but uh, no, it does seem like it is an an actual PSVR exclusive. The the main reason like I'm excited about it is that they say in like the blog post that it's not like a um, on-rail shooter, like you're fully in control using VR to reload and move around. I'm not sure how movement works because obviously the, the move controllers don't have sticks. So I'm wondering if, you, if you're moving your arms kind of in games like a sprint, sprint Vector, which came out a few years ago, um, which would be cool to see. Or if you're just like holding down the, the move button and, and pointing to move. Either way, it looks really cool. It's just a shame it is only on PSVR. But I think I'll probably get on my headset to try that one out because they have said uh it will have like enhancements on ps5 as well um natively when it comes out which would be cool to see um and then yeah there wasn't really too many others there that looked that interested me too much um i expect you to die too is cool i don't i don't actually remember them announcing that so like that was a surprise to me but then it was like Brandon a twitter announcement it was really weird yeah yeah like I, I don't even remember seeing it so it must have uh skipped past me um into the full looks cool but i like that was maybe about last year so that obviously got delayed because of covid and things um 
And then the the only other one that I think was actually kind of cool to me was uh, Doom Three VR, which is the it's like a VR remake. But the main thing with it is there was a rumor a few weeks back about like a Doom Eternal VR game because there was like a patent. But it seems to have basically been confirmed now that this Doom Three VR is the the one that got patented and stuff. Um, so yeah, this is the only sort of Doom VR game we're getting, which is a shame. But at the same time, uh, it'd be interesting to see how Doom Three works in VR because it is like the worst one I think by far out of the entire series. I am also thinking that maybe they've done it for a reason because there's some rumors that the new Doom Eternal DLC is going to have a lot of ties to Doom 3, uh, like plot-wise and things, um, using like the main weapon that you get during that game. So I wonder if maybe that's why they're they're doing it, to try and get people to play Doom 3. Because um, like, I've, I've never beaten it, I've only played play bits of the third one, so I'll be excited to try it out either way. But yeah, those are my, my thoughts on the stuff. Nice. Yeah, I definitely echo your thoughts pretty much all around. Um, main thing just sucks about, like, Fract was probably the game there that interests me the most, just the vibe of that world, yeah. and it just looked really fun to play. Um, I'm not sure, like, the thing is, like, my, Marvel's Iron Man also interested me, but I never played that just because I don't care about taking out the PSVR and getting the setup. I don't even think I have the adapter yet, which I should get. Um, oh, do you not? Okay. No, I really hope they announce something like backwards compatibility, sometime in like this year just so that i know i can rest easy not playing these games knowing i'll just play them when they come out at launch day or i can play them on launch day but nonetheless um really cool that they're announcing these games all around and should be pretty exciting for psvr owners i'm guessing we'll just skip by justin because i'm pretty sure you don't care about vr so yeah for now i don't like i don't Mm -hmm. have one right now hopefully in the future with uh you know the new psvr coming I guess this is a new story we can change. This is a new story that we had a little bit later on, but I guess I'll include it right here. They filed for a patent for a hand controller. Um, I guess, Charlie, if you want to talk a bit about this in terms of the features there, I know that you said that essentially you kind of predicted that they're going to have the triggers, which is essentially in this new patent. If you want to talk a bit about it. Yeah, so it looks very similar to the patent they had last year. Um, It's just kind of slightly upgraded, got some more of the, the DualSense features. Um, so the main kind of standouts are it's going to be using like the finger tracking that we see on like the Valve Index as well as one of the Pimax headsets. Um, I'm not sure whether it's going to have like the same kind of features the prototype video did that they had where it had a lot more in-depth tracking where you could like bend your fingers and stuff and it would actually be able to detect how you were doing that. Um because I imagine that is not going to be cheap tech to to put in a controller. Uh, as well as that, it does also have the like adaptive triggers that they have on the DualSense controllers, which is cool. That was the one thing I thought they should bring over from the controllers because I, I think that would be a great way to immerse you even more in VR. Because it's it's a great trigger anyway. But just when you're actually in VR and you're holding like a, a gun in the game, if you've got that trigger pull um, on the controller, that'd be really cool. Um, so hopefully it'll have the the haptics as well. Um, alongside this, they did also have a patent for this weird tracking where you could use other objects as a controller. So the example there was they're holding a banana and using it in the game. I don't really know <laughs> what it would be for. I imagine it's to do with you could do hand tracking and pick up objects in real life and it would be the object in the game. I don't really know. Um, but I would imagine that's what they're going for. It's not like you're going to use a banana to move around in a game. Like that's, <laughs> I don't think that's what it is. It just, whenever you, you see the pattern, it made me think of like those people who would make like potato controllers and stuff and they plug all the wires into the potatoes and they like tap on them and it makes you do actions in the game that you see it like online on some weird, weird videos and things. Um, but yeah, that one was was interesting to see. But overall, the control looked great. Um, so hopefully, it will be much better than the uh, the current controls we have. The only thing that worried me a bit is it apparently has like a an LED thing on the front, which seems to act very similarly to the uh, the light ball things they have on the Move controllers. So hopefully, that isn't using like a camera that you put in at your TV, and it is to do with like inside out tracking on the headset um because nobody wants the the camera it's like so outdated now that kind of tracking so 
Yeah, I feel like I'm not sure how. Like the camera is a big question mark because they didn't mention that in that um, blog post that came out with last week. Um, I can imagine it will be an external camera, but who knows? Honestly, it's Sony. Um, it is worth noting that the DualSense does have that light bar in the front of the controller, so I feel like that kind of hints at the camera being on the headset itself, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, that's a good um, observation there, because I noticed that they ha they mentioned like the LED light, which is, I don't know, I want to say scary if the camera obviously is like inside the headset itself, but nonetheless, you know. I mean, it could be literally be like a, um, like a light bar type thing. Like it could literally just mm -hmm. be a color, so you know which which player you are or which controller it is. That's I, very true. It could be as simple as that. That's always uh, something that annoys me. Like whenever I'm playing a game and I have like my hands messed up, and then you gotta like switch it around. Like if you have that kind of like where the moves have the blue for left, I think, and um, red for right, that'd be really cool as well. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. That's possible, or just show battery life and all that. So very cool all around. Um, in other news. Um, this isn't really a big story, but Neil Druckmann tweeted out earlier this week, just kind of res in response to all the, you know, factions to question mark that I'm sure you see on Twitter, just essentially saying that they're working on very exciting things and that obviously you can't just announce something on Twitter, but nonetheless, they're really looking forward to when they can speak on things. So, you know, nothing really new there. We always knew they were working on multiple projects. You know, factions was one that was already confirmed. And obviously after the release of part two, they're working on, I imagine their next game, which is most likely a new IP. So... Yeah, so they mentioned both projects. I don't want to turn this into another Naughty Dog discussion, but yeah, nonetheless, I'm pretty sure this is just to get people to stop asking him about factions, which is not going to happen because Twitter is Twitter. But yeah, take that with what you will. Was there anything that you guys really found anything interesting with this tweet or no? Because I definitely not really. didn't. <laughs> it just sounded like it just sound, sounded more like the one he put uh, that he put out like. A year, know, like yeah. a few months ago, yeah, like in like, October. Like half a year ago around. Like, it's just like, mm -hmm. be patient, um, whatever. Like, that thing you're expecting, it's going to come soon, right? So Yeah, I imagine. You know, I don't know. We'll like, we were it. all expecting it. Like, we're not expecting it, but um, we thought it, like, you know, there's a possibility we might see it last week, um, even though it was probably, like, a slim chance. Uh, even though we didn't see it, obviously, like, we'll see it eventually, like, in the next, I don't know, few months, I guess hopefully right i feel like summertime makes yeah. sense like around the one year anniversary it's also like around that yeah. e3 time where i'm sure they'll make more announcements and games and all that so kind of like similar i think um uncharted the nathan drake collection and last of us remastered were announced like around april and may right like i know they were announcements that were not in e3 itself but like right before i think right Last of Us I remember might have been with Uncharted, Nathan Drake. Uh, honestly, I, I, I think both of them actually were uh, leaked on PSN. Actually, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, Uncharted, okay. Nathan Drake collection did. I remember that. Mm -hmm. I think Last of Us was as well. And then they had the troll. And then they had the trailer. Um, I know they had a trailer for that at E3 as well. I remember that because it was like a spoilery trailer, which made no sense for a remaster that was catered towards new players. But yeah. Nonetheless, um, just give it a few months. That's my best bet. And then if we don't see it then, then hey, there'll be another Elden Ring. They're just they're just waiting for me to finish the trailer, and then then. They can oh yeah, play. Justin's currently editing the factions trailer. So <laughs> if you guys are complaining about it, just at Justin on Twitter. Yeah. And yeah, and then another new story: a new game was actually announced this week that's coming out in summer 2021. Aliens Fireteam. I believe this is like a co-op game. I know Charlie, you're definitely really interested in this because you are an Aliens fan. So I guess I'll just let you introduce this game. Yeah, so they announced it kind of out of the blue. We did already kind of know this project existed. Um, from what I remember, this is the game that was announced like one or two years ago um, by 20th Century Fox, basically saying, hey, we're doing a new Aliens game. It's online multiplayer. At the time, we didn't know what that meant. Um, some people would think it would be kind of like Aliens Online from way back in the day, uh, which is like a big online multiplayer shooter type game but no this is more in the vein of like left 4 dead and world war z uh, it's a three-player co-op game where you're on the space station and you're doing objectives and and killing aliens and stuff um it looked really good from from the trailer obviously i, I know a lot of the aliens community is very skeptical uh rightfully so aliens games and aliens in general has not been had the best track record in the past sort of decade obviously colonial marines is not the best of video games um and this is the first aliens game since then we've had alien isolation but that's more to do with the original movie um 
so this is kind of the first game we're getting in a long time that's to do with the marines um and more of an action focus it looked really good from the trailer they did actually show some gameplay today over at ign um they did like the the first sort of 25 minutes of like a, a mission it looked pretty good it does look a bit clunky but it is alpha footage um so hopefully it will get cleaned up a bit some of the animations didn't look that great um I'm a little bit unsure of how like the enemy types and things will work because when it comes to like the aliens universe there isn't a ton of like different types you've mainly got your your massive tall alien and then you've got like the the queen and that kind of thing um and the the uh face huggers in the gameplay they show they have like these really kind of like smaller me medium-sized aliens which are the main ones um and the more normal xenomorphs like the warrior type uh, that you see in all the films and stuff they seem to be like a more rare unit that isn't on the screen too much which is a shame because they're the main kind of enemy um from the films and things but they seem to be taking some liberties so they can have like acid aliens and like ones that charge at you and, and stuff yeah it it seems like that they're, they're taking some liberties to do that kind of stuff which makes sense it would be kind of boring if you just had the the one type of alien um but yeah, it, it looks interesting. I just hope it's good. It's like this year, I, I said it on Twitter, and we, we've talked about it before with like Back for Blood, but this year is going to be great for co-op shooters if you're into that stuff. There's a lot coming out. Um, like obviously this the is summer too. Like, yeah, so, so this was announced yeah. for the summer, so like Back for Blood's in June. Um, I assume this is going to be probably like July time. Like it's They're going to be right next to each other. Um, so yeah, there's a lot going on with these kind of games, but it, it looks... It looks great, so I'm excited to see more. Uh, I just hope it's good. Right on. Definitely a surprise. I always said I wasn't expecting that, but cool nonetheless. Yeah. In other news, Hogwarts Legacy, this has kind of been a game that was in the news lately. Um, I guess to give context to this announcement, essentially Reset Era, which is um, essentially took a stand on Hogwarts Legacy. Obviously, everything going on with J.K. Rowling and her beliefs and all that. Um, kind of were affecting this game. I think as well, like lately, the last week or two, one of the lead producers on the game was also caught having some strong beliefs that were, um, you know, against most of Reset Era's beliefs, which is a very left, you know, sided form. Essentially, they just kind of banned the whole entire game. Any discussion about the game in general is going to be removed off the site to not give any promotion because of that. Um, and in response, essentially, as covered by Jason Schreier, the game's going to have trans-inclusive character creation with body, voice, and gender. So definitely a worthwhile you know, announcement um, after everything going on with Harry Potter lately. So that's cool to see there. Just a small news story. In other news, EA announced that, you know, essentially the next Need for Speed game, which is supposed to come out later this year, um, is going to be pushed back into the later year. Um, the reason for this is that Criterion Games, who are the developers on that Need for Speed game, are going to be instead supporting EA Dice with the new Battlefield 6 game. Um, we assume Battlefield 6 um, coming out later this year. Yeah, just kind of getting all hands on deck for this game. I know Charlie said that they're apparently having like the earliest alpha that they've ever had in history for Battlefield 6. Yeah, so they, they said in the same report that it's on track it from the sounds of it the game's basically finished they're just ironing out bugs and making sure everything's working properly um but yeah they've they've said they're on track to do the the biggest and earliest alpha what that means i don't really know because previously alphas were very close to specific battlefield players they sent out random invites um so i wonder if this time it's going to be a lot more open and, and bring in a lot more of the community to try out the game which i think would be worthwhile they're, they're hyping it up a lot to the community in this they mention how it's like not just the next battlefield but it's a big step for the entire franchise so i expect it to be big and they want to come out guns blazing um, especially against cod like i feel like this year Battlefield has a big chance to uh, to beat COD again. A lot of the rumors around COD aren't, aren't sounding great. Um, so I'm excited to see what they're, they're doing with Battlefield. Um, the other thing is Criterion. They've worked on Battlefield for a while. Also Battlefront as well. They did a lot of the uh, like flight combat and stuff for those games. Uh, so I would imagine they're doing a similar thing with this. Um, Were they the ones that made that VR like initial demo? yeah they made they made the like vr thing for battlefront one um and they also uh made the firestorm mode for battlefield five so like the battle royale mode 
So some people were saying, oh, maybe they're doing a, a Battle Royale mode again, but I, I highly doubt it, mainly because EA know they made a big mistake putting Firestorm in a paid Battlefield game um, and forcing it behind that paywall. And Apex does so well for them now. I don't see why they would do two Battle Royale games. It, it just would be kind of weird. Um, Battle Royale is also like... Didn't you say you wanted them to do that or something like that? Like, I'd be interested to to see them doing, like, Battle Royale, but I don't think it should be part of this game at this point. Like, it should just be its own thing. If it's go- if it- As long as it's free. Uh, I just don't think it should be locked behind pay, like a paywall because it'll just lose the player base because that's exactly what happened with Firestorm, which sucked because that mode was great. Um, but, yeah, Criterion worked on that, um, so... Who knows? But I would imagine that they're just doing a lot of like the the flight stuff. Um, but yeah, nice, nice. Uh, Justin, any thoughts there or no? Uh, what for like just, just in terms, terms of, of delay or, or like, games? Yeah, either anything. Uh, like that. I mean, I've like I haven't played uh, Need for Speed games since the I think it was Payback, so I didn't play the last one. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, like, I don't know. Like, like if... Ah, fuck, I don't even know, man. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, good. If yeah, you what, it's thoughts it's on whatever that. to me. It's, it's really whatever to me. Like, Battlefield, I think, um, the new Battlefield coming this year, like, I'm, I'm pretty excited for that one, too. Just because yeah. I didn't like Battlefield... Uh, five. I didn't like Battlefield or, 6 that much, really. So wait, What, 6? Um, you mean Battlefield 5 or 1? Sorry? There hasn't been a Battlefield 6, has there? Is there? No. no Battlefield 5? No. Oh, sorry, 5. My bad. Sorry, <laughs> I lost numbers. 5. My bad. <laughs> um, 5, I didn't enjoy that much, so I feel like uh, this one, they could really redeem themselves. Yeah. Um, yeah, I liked, I liked the ones before that, for sure. I wasn't the biggest fan of uh, the most recent one. Charlie, do we know if they're going back to modern combat? They said they're going into modern. I feel they like have, we talked about it, right? They haven't said yet, but basically everyone is like, if it isn't modern combat, they're making a big mistake because that's yeah, if what it's everyone's not modern combat. I'm immediately snoozing. Because, um, like, I don't know why they would stick with non-modern warfare at this point. Like, they did World War One and they did World War Two. There's not really much else you could do unless you make a dedicated like Vietnam game, which they not they did like an expansion for Bad Company back in the day. Out of Cold um, War. But yeah, I, I I hope it's modern combat. I think most of the the community for Battlefield want a modern combat game again as well. It just gives you way more options. Like Battlefield has always been about big sandbox maps with cool customization, and you just didn't get that in Battlefield One or Five because there isn't that kind of weaponry in those eras, um, and that's one of the reasons those games aren't that great. So bringing it back to modern combat will allow them to go back to doing like big sandboxy type modes hopefully some cool like levolutions that aren't as gimmicky as they were maybe a bit more you can destroy any building and stuff which they kind of teased uh at ea play last year um but yeah i think modern combat's the way to go i'll be shocked if it's not modern combat stuff to be honest hopefully we hear about that game soon definitely sounds like it's going to be one of the more notable releases since the last few years hasn't really been that good for the game or the series in general so yeah sure we'll hear about it soon another news epic games acquired mediatonic um this was kind of surprising but also not surprising if you think about it i think they acquired what um psionix you know that made rocket league and essentially kind of yeah they just saw them as a worthwhile investment they've done that with you know rocket league in the past and they're going to do the same thing with fall guys um i think they kind of had like an faq i know charlie you posted it and they were essentially just saying what's going to change um, I think the big ones that a lot of people are kind of looking at is that Fall Guys is most likely going to get like cross play and cross progression because obviously that's what Rocket League and um, Fortnite have in their system. So they're definitely going to like integrate really closely to Epic. Who knows how that will change? I'm sure, you know, Epic will probably try to influence them to make it more of like, I don't know, probably introduce like more of like the economies that you find in Fortnite and Rocket League. Because I feel like Rocket League's economy also changed or something like that. But nonetheless, you know, pretty big news there. Yeah, I know, you know, all three of us have played the game in the past. Are you guys worried about, you know, possibly this changing Fall Guys in any way or not? Not really. No, I think, like, I don't know. I think, um, like, I'm just excited to see what they do with Fall Guys, right? Like, like that game, it, like, 
the gameplay does it can get uh like repetitive really quickly and the only way for it to like um i guess stay relevant is that they continue to add new content to it um so yeah nonetheless i'm just like excited to see uh what they do with this you know now that epic is or like now that they're part of epic it's um, it's it's crazy to think that they got bought out because this is like it was they were like a pretty small team like i know me and charlie were like playing in the betas and all that and like it was like a pretty small team and then it's just crazy to see how like in august it like the game blew up they grew sat you know staff wise quite substantially and now they've got bought out by epic so crazy story for them but yeah Charlie. yeah like i th- I think overall it's it's pretty good i i am a little bit worried mainly because i know like right now rocket league's community is kind of not a fan of the game right now i, I think they made a lot of changes that people don't agree with so hopefully um the the kind of stuff that went wrong with rocket league maybe doesn't go wrong with full guys it is a different kind of thing like rocket league was a very competitive game and they put in like the battle pass and stuff and full guys already kind of has this they made rocket league go free to play right yeah they made it free to play and i I think the big takeaway from this one is that people were worried that it would get removed from steam and instantly become like free to play and stuff Mm -hmm. um which is kind of what happened to rocket league when when they got bought up at first so they made it free to play um and then at first they said hey it'll still be on steam don't worry and then a few months later it was if you have it on steam you'll keep it but you need to log into your epic account um otherwise you have to play on epic if you don't already own it um and i imagine that is eventually what will happen to full guys for i don't see it becoming free to play for a while i imagine they'll wait until people stop buying the game and then they'll make it free um because that was really what happened with Rocket League. It was getting to a point where basically everyone owned that game that wanted to. So why keep selling it when you can make it free and, and get more players in? So I imagine that's what will happen with, with Fall Guys. Interestingly, I, I think I'd spoken to Bran and like, um, I, I went to like a careers event and some Mediatonic people were there. And they did actually mention that they had a lot of big plans for Fall Guys. <laughs> like, and this was like just over a week ago. So... Uh, I imagine they they knew like a lot of the staff knew about this in advance, so they they were already teasing at this this careers event I went to. Um, but yeah, I I know they're currently working on like quite a few projects because they've got like six studios now. Um, I think they've got like five in the UK and one in India. So like Mediatonic grew dramatically last year, um, and I know they they I looked in the Discord for this careers thing earlier, and they were teasing like their next thing might be unreal engine 5 related which would make sense and uh, now that they're part of epic so yeah I, I think overall it's exciting um but yeah i'm, I'm interested to see what happens in the yeah. future for them and then for those wondering how that affects xbox and switch essentially it's not affecting it at all it's still planned for later this year yeah. so that's cool i think epic being involved it's going to help with like the life span of this game because i feel like obviously i we kind of talked about this in the past, like Mediatonic wasn't exactly a big team when they launched this game, so they had to, you know, size up in order to meet the demand of the community. So I feel like Epic being involved will only help that. Hopefully they don't ruin anything or make any, like, decisions that will affect, you know, people that own it on Steam or something like that, but only time will tell. Um, so, yeah. In other news, the wait for Elden Ring, in a way, has finally, you know, ended. Yeah, we finally saw some actual gameplay and some footage of Elden Ring. Essentially what happened is... Um, for the past week or two, it's been floating within like insider circles was this like leaked trailer. I think like Jason Schreier mentioned that he saw like maybe like two minutes or so or like a minute and a half or essentially also teased that like based on knowledge that he has, he wouldn't be surprised if there's like a new reveal soon. Um, it was also around the same time that Bandai Namco was trademarking this thing called Bandai Namco Next, which sounds like, you know, a director, a state of play kind of name for Bandai Namco. Um, and then ultimately this trailer just ended up leaking to the public. I think at the moment we have a little over a minute of footage. Um, it doesn't seem like they're doing really much to take it down. Unlike what Warner brothers was doing for the Harry Potter leak. Like you can easily find the footage for this. So it just seems like being an Amco doesn't really care. Um, it does, it does. It's like worth mentioning that this was apparently like an internal trailer that was made last year. So one, all, everything in that trailer is outdated. So it's about like a year old or so. And two, you know, they're marketing it for like internal use only. So everything that you see there, I think they mentioned like a new franchise doesn't necessarily mean that this is going to be, you know, the start of Elden Ring and Elden Ring 2 or something, but just, you know, it's for inside use only. So 
definitely very substantial. I know I personally really enjoyed what I saw because it looks really cool. You know, a lot of things in there are kind of adding up to what we saw in terms of like the teases when Elden Ring was first announced, things like the open world. Um, the combat, interestingly enough, looks pretty interesting. It kind of looks more fast paced, so it kind of gives me Bloodborne vibes. Um, the world is obviously open world. At least it seems like that from the locations that we saw in the trailer. Um, just looks really interesting. I do wish that this leak wasn't, you know, in 240p, essentially. I don't know how you're in 2021 and somehow give us the leak in that way. Like, come on, just get OBS or something and stream record or something like that. But nonetheless, it's, you know, some information that we we're all craving and we finally got it. So hopefully we see official reveal soon. But yeah, what did you guys think? I know I showed you guys that and you don't seem to care as much. But if you have any thoughts, make sure to leave it. I, like, for me... Like, I've just, like, I enjoy their games, and I will just, I will see the footage when I see it. I'm not, like, I have not been on the Elden Ring hype train, like, it looked cool. Um, I think the main thing for me is, like, they announced that game around the time when Game of Thrones was just in, like, I hated Game of Thrones at that point. So when George R.R. Martin popped up, like, his name in that trailer, I just couldn't care less. Um, and I feel like that was meant to be a big thing when they announced that, um, Either way, like, it's still, like, the footage looks cool. Um, I'm just interested to see more. But, yeah, it didn't, it didn't get me, like, hyped or anything. Uh, I think the one thing for me that I really hope they do that, that annoys me to the highest degree with their games is they can be so, like, confusing as to what the hell you're meant to be doing. Like, I never beat Sekiro. I, I got quite near the end from what I remember. But the amount of times I had to look up what I was meant to do, and it was something stupid like, you have to go here and talk to this person, like, two times, so they give you this one bit of dialogue, so then you can go back over here and grab this item. Um, and it's the game never really tells you any of that stuff, like, it's super confusing, and, like, you'll beat an area, and then you're like, well, do I continue down here, or do I need to go back this way? Um... So yeah, that, that's my one thing with like FromSoft games that I've never been a big fan of. So I kind of hope that with the open world nature, it's a bit more uh, story driven and a bit more clear and concise about what, what you're meant to be doing. I, I'm sure there's some that people sounds that, that hate that. sounds kind of contradictory if it's open world. Um, like, but I mean, well, if you've got it like could a be, map... It could be like Shadow Colossus where like it doesn't matter the order. I mean, I think that's kind of like initially what it was kind of compared to you. I'm not sure if that's necessarily true okay. or not, but... I feel like maybe, like, I was talking to a friend of mine that we're both really interested in Eldering, and I kind of pitched that as, like, maybe it's, like, these big open world, like, area, right? But then you go into these, like, dungeon-like areas that take you to the more linear, like, from software design, um, but the world is, like, opened up to you from the get-go. Who knows? I mean, obviously, we haven't seen the full trailer. This is also an outdated yeah, trailer. Yeah. We're just going to kind of wait and see, but... Yeah, alongside this, I forgot to mention, it's also worth noting that um, it's to be believed that this game's in 2022, um, it's not coming out this year, which I personally expected just for the fact that from software games tend to come out like in March of the year. So I didn't see this as like a fall release. Um, I think March 2022 is probably to be expected personally for me. But yeah. Nonetheless, Elden Ring is not dead. I don't know why people always assumed it was dead. We, it was like less than two years we saw this game announced, but nonetheless, finally some information and it looks good. And yeah, and our last news story probably. I mean, does Justin want to talk about it? Oh, he kind of did. I'm like, I'm kind of like the same as Charlie, really. Like I, like I saw the news headline. Uh, what was it like a few days ago? And I'm like, all right, yeah, like I know, um, this game is obviously like anticipated by a lot of people, right? Um, Mm -hmm. but me myself personally, I'm you know I've never really been the biggest fan of. uh, Did you start Bloodborne? Nope. And, like, as Charlie was saying, like, that's, like, one of the reasons why I've never really felt inclined to just, like, start one of those. Because, like, every person I talk to, like, all my other friends, too, um, they're always just like, oh, man, like, I'm always getting lost and stuff. I never know what, like, the game doesn't really do a good job of telling you what you need to do. And I'm just like, like, I don't know. For me, like, it's weird. I like like it when the game tells me what to do, which sounds kind of weird. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just think, like if there's like an open world too like i'm just like like i don't know that just like intimidates me i'm like man i'm gonna get lost or something (laughs) i'm just gonna be stuck for like hours um so yeah i mean like i do like 
I remember I said I was going to play Demon Souls. <laughs> I think I Demon Souls is a good one for you to start with, to be honest, because it is yeah. more linear than other games. Like Yeah, yeah. Demon Souls, I say, right? out of all of them, is, like, yeah. the easiest to understand. It's like, the it's most explicit clear. in terms of, like, these five worlds that you go to in any order. And, yeah, yeah. definitely recommend. So I definitely want to try that at some point. Um, hey, man, you yeah, said, like, weren't you complaining there was a drought in gaming last week or something? You got, got that you could play. Then you mentioned like last week it was a drought in gaming for you or something like that. Yeah, I did. I mentioned there you go. the Discord. Play, I, play I don't know. Like Demon I just Souls. haven't had that same kind of gaming drive the past few months, I guess. But yeah, like in terms of the trailer, um, I literally, you know, I just watched it like right before we started recording. Um, the reason I didn't really care for like watching it, uh, just because, I don't know, like it wasn't a game that I was like super excited about, right? So, um. I, I guess I was just expecting, like, you know, when they do announce or, like, show a trailer in, like, an actual form, not just, like, off a blurry blurry monitor or whatever, um, I would watch it. But, yeah, nonetheless, I saw it. It looks good. Just, you know, looks like more from software. Um, so, yeah. For sure. Hopefully we'll hear about it soon. And, yeah, and then the new story, Nintendo Switch Pro has definitely been, like, a new story that's been kind of come and gone. I think we first started hearing grumblings that were, like, really concrete from Bloomberg. It was, like, last August when they said that it was allegedly supposed to come out in 2021. And, yeah, they came out with another kind of updated report yesterday. And the new report is that, essentially, the Nintendo Switch Pro is going to be 7-inch screen, which is um, an up, you know, from 6.2 currently, which is what the Switch is at. It's still going to be 720p, but the big thing this time is it's going to be an OLED display, so it's going to have kind of essentially sharper colors. Um, yeah, I think the Vita had an OLED display, at least one of the versions did, um, which is very exciting, because I know, I remember that screen, you know, explicitly being very bright and colorful. Um, so I could see a lot of games, you know, utilizing that, um, alongside this, it's going to be 4k docked. So I guess to meet the standards of, you know, performance wise, I do hope they don't mention this here, but I do hope that, you know, if games are going to stay at like 720p or something like that, um, or 1080p and just upscale to 4k, I hope that at least we see some frame rate, maybe improvements. Like if I could play Breath of the Wild in 60 FPS, that'd be great or something like that. I don't see Nintendo being the company to do that, but you know, just throwing it out there. Um, so yeah, the main thing, 7-inch, 720p OLED display, 4K docked, and dev kits are currently going out to developers and publishers, and apparently it's supposed to come out later this year, so who knows, maybe Breath of the Wild 2 somehow launches with this thing in the fall, but I don't personally see that happening. Charlie, any thoughts? Are you guys interested in getting it? I I don't know. Personally, I'm really interested in getting it, mainly because I play a lot more stuff on, like, the 4K display I have. Um, so when I go back to the Switch, I end up plugging it into my monitor because it just doesn't look great on the, the TV because, obviously, it's super stretched out. Um, so being able to have it 4K docked, even if it's upscaled, apparently it might use, like, DLSS, which is NVIDIA's, like, upscaling tech, which would be crazy if it does because we haven't seen that outside of, like, newer NVIDIA GPUs. Um, even like the chips they use in like that sounds like NVIDIA such a shields. recent innovation for Nintendo to adopt. That'd be crazy. Yeah, uh, but there's been quite a few rumors that it's going to have it. I think Gamespeed talked about it. Um, mm-hmm. So I I do hope it's got something like that. Um, and at first, like I, I said to Brandon on like the Discord and stuff, like I would have liked 1080p handheld, but then at the same time, I was like, well. It is a small screen. It looks fine as it is. Um, if it's still 720p, then it does mean that they can push more fidelity and potentially um, upgrade that FPS. It, I, I also hope this does mean that there's going to be a lot more games that do hit 720p because there is a ton of games on Switch that don't hit 720p at all in handheld. Um and they usually like SD quality. So hopefully this means that a lot more will actually be in 720p, which isn't even HD anymore. Like if you go on YouTube, they don't they don't class it as HD now. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about it. I do think it's interesting they're still targeting this year because like I always imagined it would be paired with Zelda and after the last di- direct, like it'd gone out of my mind that Zelda's this year. Um, yeah. So I don't know, like, hey, maybe they'll just launch it without a game. And at this point, it wouldn't surprise me because I mean, Nintendo have Pokemon, just, they do in Nintendo. Right? Yeah, but that game is not going to push the power of the Switch Pro. Maybe Pokemon Legends, but that's next year. So, yeah. um, 
but yeah, like the remakes aren't gonna push the hardware crazy. Uh, but I I know when the legend like personally, I'm not a big Pokemon fan. Um, and like when I saw Legends, the first thing was, wow, this game does not run well. Wow, this game does not look great. <laughs> then all my like a few of my mates who are massive Pokemon fans were like, how dare you? This is like what we've been waiting for. This looks amazing. I'm like, okay, okay. Guys, um, it's, it's clear that they're gonna launch this at SMT five. But That's like, um, hey, maybe, maybe. Um, but yeah, like I imagine this hardware is like needed at this point to to really run a lot of Switch games. Um, but yeah, overall, I'm excited to to see what the hardware looks like. I've been getting back into my Switch more recently, and I I do think a, an upgrade would be nice. Um, so hopefully, it's uh, sometime this year, um, and it'll be like backwards compatible with everything. Hopefully, like the Joy Cons and things. Um, and the other interesting thing to note is like it, it, they have said that apparently dev kits have been being sent out recently. So it's kind of to be expected that a lot of leaks were going to happen. Um, most notably with the dev kits, Switch Lite did not have a physical dev kit. It was just like a software update that allowed people to like downclock the switches basically so they could still, um, try out the, the specs for the Switch Lite. So it seems like this is going to have a dramatically different, uh, hardware base because it is going to have its own dev kits so this is going to be a, a a decent chunk of an upgrade at least um but hopefully it is like using the latest uh nvidia shield chip and stuff so how about you justin i know you just recently bought a switch <laughs> so yeah, what are your thoughts switch on it Lite, like what like i think i got in i don't know why man i bought it in december it was like right after the ps5 came out and i was just like i was at work and i'm like oh we have it here I get my discount, I'll buy it, so, um, I mean, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I'm obviously, I'm not gonna buy a Switch, uh, Switch Pro, I literally have my Switch Lite, so, um, yeah, not too many thoughts, uh, I think it's cool that they're, you know, coming out with something new to basically get better specs and stuff, right, so, um, that's cool, yeah, I'm excited to see, like, um, how the games look on, with, like, the 4K and stuff, just, you know, just cause, like, the Switch, like, you know, it kind of, like, lacks behind if you're comparing, like, um, a game running on the next-gen consoles and then you have, like, something running on the Switch, right? So, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's cool to me. Yeah, for me, like, I play my Switch mainly in handheld, right? So, if anything, though, I feel like the Mini would be more of an incentive to buy since it's more dedicated to that kind of play style. But I, I do like the idea that's a bigger screen, right? Like, I don't know, 720p will be stretched a bit further since it is obviously going to be a bit, you know, of a bigger screen, but not by too much. Oh, the display is nice, they'll have sharper colors, so I imagine games like Splatoon and Breath of the Wild that use those kind of very vibrant colors will pop out really nicely. As well, if I ever wanted to use my 4K monitor, it would look really nice in, you know, docked mode. So I am def definitely tempted to buy it if it's, you know, around $300. I don't know if it's going to be more expensive, if they're going to do a price cut or not. Um, I do hope, though, that since the screen will be a bit bigger, I've always had the idea that they could just come out with, like, Joy-Con Pros or something like that. Like, just, like, instead of Joy-Cons that are just, like, they have, like, bigger analog sticks. Because I've noticed that the biggest thing for me when I'm playing on my Switch is that the analog sticks are kind of a little bit small compared to, um, obviously, any other controller I use. Um, which is, you know, obviously to be expected. But, like, if this Switch is going to be slightly bigger, maybe they can warrant somehow a Joy-Con Pro that will, one, fix drift into how like bigger analog sticks that's nothing that's announced and most likely won't be a thing but that's just something i would like to see happen um but yeah it's cool nonetheless um the switch mini didn't really interest me when like the rumors were going around but then when it actually came out it looked pretty cool i had like different colors so obviously this is just in terms of the display i'm sure we'll find out more information when nintendo decides to drop information on this um they didn't say when it was coming out but i imagine it's gonna be the fall right because they're gonna go mass production in june so I imagine it'll be like September to probably like yeah September to November sometime in there, but yeah I exciting. Know, I know some people were saying as well because it's like a slightly bigger screen that they were like oh hopefully it'll have like no bezels, but I think people forget that I'm almost certain the reason the bezels exist is because of how badly the dock can scratch the screen. Um, mm. Like my my original Switch that I, I don't have anymore got completely, like the bezels were just scratched all the way up and down because of like the plastic they use in the dock. Um, so I wonder if it will have a new, like a, 
newly designed dock that is designed not to to scratch the screen uh if they're not going to use bezels because i would hate to have actual scratches on the the actual display because luckily I, I didn't get any of that i eventually ended up buying like a full-on glass screen protector and like a sleeve to go on my dock to make sure that it never scratched um but the fact that that was such a big problem uh even now with the with the docks and they they never changed anything up even like the joy con drift like that's been there since day one they still refuse they gotta to fix that fix Come that on. um and i remember when the the light got announced people were like oh they're gonna fix the drift with this one and they still still have not and it's even worse on that because you, you can't, can't replace, replace it, the yeah. controller like you have to replace the entire thing um and I, I think they've actually haven't they started refusing like some people who have Joy-Con drift now? I'm, I'm not sure Sony. that was a thing. Okay, maybe it's Sony. Yeah, I seem to remember something about Joy-Con drift being refused. But like, yeah, it's uh, the amount of people we get that come into work and are like, "Oh, do you do repairs on Joy Cons?" And we're like, "Yes, but you might as well either a send it to Nintendo or b buy a new Joy Con because it costs so much to do it." Um, but yeah, the the amount of problems that controller has. So hopefully, if they if this is a new model, whatever Joy Cons it comes with, because I imagine they'll try and keep them very similar, um, will be slightly improved. Because it's it's got to have like backwards compatibility. The amount of people who have got like multiple Joy Cons. Imagine if you had to get like a brand would new they, pair. Would for they the use <laughs> Would they use the same Joy Cons on the new Switch? I'm not sure how that would work. They've got to, man. They've they've got to. It, as long as it's the because. If it's seven inches, right? What they could do is it's just they 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 remove the bezel, so then the actual hardware is the same size, and as long as the actual rails on the side are the same size, they could just slide them on. Um, like even if it it may have new controllers, but as long as the old ones work, because like even I I've got four Joy Cons because I I bought an extra pair. So like if I had to sell those just because they don't work with my new Switch, that'd be dumb. Um, yeah. So hopefully they uh, get that working. And stuff. Now I'm like, now I'm wondering if I should buy those. Like I was tempted to buy the Zelda Joy Cons they announced, but now I'm just like, yeah, well, that's why announce, I'm like, not. I didn't I'm not buying buy anything. Them. Yeah, I am happy though that's coming out this year. I didn't expect that. That was a pleasant surprise. Like you, I'm still confused what games they're going to announce. The thing is, they had Breath of the Wild with the Nintendo Switch, and then they had Link's Awakening with the Switch Lite. So they've always had, like, a Zelda game technically at launch. So, you know, mm. I mean, they could just technically have, like, Wind Waker HD and Twilight Princess there, I guess, you know, at launch day. Because that's still hey, rumored they, to come out later this year. They may do a Series X, and they might just be like, Zelda's coming at launch. And then, mm, like, a few year. months before, Zelda's getting delayed a year. <laughs> Which, honestly, wouldn't surprise me. Because then I'd probably hold off. I'd just wait, because I imagine if they do launch without Zelda, they'll do, like, a special edition Zelda Switch which I would much prefer to do eventually down the line. Because some of the um, the Switch special editions they did for, like, Mario Odyssey with, like, the special red controllers, they looked, looked really, really cool. nice. And yeah. the one they did recently for 3D World, that looked really good with the red dock, um, which I really wanted to get, but then I was also like, they're going to do a pro, so then I'm end up just going to sell the Switch, so <laughs> why should I buy it? Uh, that's yeah. my biggest problem with special editions, is I'm like, oh, they're just going to do a new one, though, and then I want to want to get that one, so... Very true. It'll be interesting to see how they view this as like a, you know, obviously the light was just essentially a handheld only switch and a smaller screen and no removable Joy-Cons. Um, uh, it'll be interesting to see how they view the switch. I know the new 3DS had like some exclusive games that can only run on that 3DS, so I wonder yeah. if they'll do the same with the Pro. Who knows, but, you know, exciting nonetheless. I'll probably pick it up just because I got to play SMT5 the best experience possible. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any closing thoughts before we end up the episode? That's I think I'm all good. Cool. So yeah, as always, just make sure to leave any thoughts or comments and suggestions in either the comment section down below or in our Discord. And yeah, with that being said, me, Charlie, and Justin will see you all next week on episode 17 of Critically Incorrect. Take care. See you later. Yeah.